Mary Holm, our personal finance expert, is here. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Nice to see you. Thank you. You're worried today. You're worried about the finances of the over 65s. Not very Christmassy, eh? Mm. But but, um, the Retirement Commission, which is also called Te Ara Ahanga Ora, um, they released their review a couple of weeks back now, actually. They do it every three years, a review of retirement income policies. And there were some quite worrying numbers in there about people over over 65, their financial situation. Um, just a couple of key points they made. 40% of people over 65 get virtually no other income besides New Zealand Super, which is quite shocking because New Zealand Super is not all that much. Mm. Um, and then another 20%... 40%, did you say? 40% yeah. get, get virtually nothing else apart from super, and another 20% get not much more than that. So we've got more than half the people, 60% of the people in, in, well, over 65, they're not all in retirement by any means, but um, these ones must be because they're not getting any other income apart from Mm. super, basically. So more than half of the people are living on super or not much more. And Would that include the very wealthy? Not really, eh? Because if they got dividends or interest or yeah. rent or whatever, that would be included in this. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I'm sure it would. Mm. Yes, yes. And so so we've got a heck of a lot of um, our older people are getting by on not a lot of income. And they also looked at the housing situation and they said that two-thirds of the people over 65 own a house with no mortgage. It used to be higher than that. but So two-thirds have got that. So that's quite a good base to be from. It is. But, but it's less than half Maori and only about a quarter of Pacifica huh. who own a house with no mortgage. And then of... So, OK, so we've got two-thirds the house with no mortgage, but of the other third, some of them have got a house but they're still paying their mortgage off, which is not ideal if you're in retirement or or over 65. Um, But one in five is still renting, and that's kind of a big worry. And what's more, it's a third of Māori and nearly half Pacifica are still renting in in retirement or, or when they're over 65 anyway. so Because you're so vulnerable when you're renting, aren't you? Yeah, you really are. Yes, you can get kicked out for all kinds of reasons that have got nothing to do or with... Or the rent could go up um, despite the fact that your yes. income is fixed. Yep. Well, the income goes up too. New Zealand Super gets adjusted every year um, by the same amount as wages, but rents could go up by more than that. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they would have, wouldn't they? They would have well outstripped wages, wage growth over the last probably, few years. Probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they probably have. And so, and, and you know, people are stuck really. You can't just very easily move to another place. And, and even if you do, rents have gone up everywhere. Mm. So there's, there, the, the short of it is that there are a lot of people over 65 who are really struggling quite a lot financially. Mm. Uh, and what's more, the the commission report says that from 2020 to 2048, um, we'll, there'll be doubling the over 65s paying rent, which is Well, that's the yeah, thing. Worrying. I mean, th- this, is the bo- this is the boomers, right? Yes, it is. It so so two-thirds of um, people over 65... Uh, in that generation, have a house with no mortgage. But yes. I'm, think of the people who are 30 or 40 now. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Um, I guess in theory they might inherit houses. 
quite a few people do. I mean, that that is an interesting little phenomenon that goes on these days, that people who aren't terribly well off suddenly inherit a $1 million house mm. or they and their sibling inherit a $2 million house or, you know, there's huge big inheritance coming Yeah, but, although not to be but, blunt, but their parents probably won't die for quite a while. Well, that's quite often the case. Yes, it might be grandparents. And, of course, that's a real luck of the draw thing, you know, because... Some people inherit heaps. And Not the death, the house. People, yes, yes, yes. Lucky <laughs> to have a parent who owns a house. Yeah, yeah and, and you inherit it. But mm. there's a lot of people who don't. Um, so we've got, so overall it's quite a worrying situation and prospects not looking mm. as though they're going to get better for people over 65 in terms of home ownership and, and income. So, you know, what can be done about it? Um, there's several recommendations the Retirement Commission made. One was basically to keep New Zealand super as it is, and that doesn't sound like a very exciting recommendation, <laughs> but um, a lot of people are talking about raising the age of super, um, currently 65, and most of the other Western nations have um, raised the age of their, their government super schemes. And, you know, there's always a chance that's going to happen here, but the Commission is saying, no, don't do that. There's too many people who need that money at 65. Um, they're also calling for better information on what's called decumulating KiwiSaver, which means spending it in retirement, that a lot of people don't really know how to handle their KiwiSaver money in retirement. Decumulation. And, yeah, terrible word, isn't it? But Better um, info. Yeah. How's that going to be- help? Better info. What problem's that going to solve? <clears throat> well, helping people to work out what's the best way to spend... Okay the money they have saved in KiwiSaver. And just just as a little tangent, I, well, the basic way I recommend, which we talked about before and will again, is having some of your money, your two-year money in cash funds and your, your two- or three-year money in cash funds and then um, your three- to ten-year money in, in, say, a bond fund and your longer-term money in a um, share fund. But I just realised fairly recently that quite a lot of KiwiSaver providers won't let you take money out of just one of your funds. So if you're in retirement in KiwiSaver and you've got money in more than one fund, and I'm suggesting you take your money out of the low-risk fund, and quite a few of the providers say, no, you've got to take it out of all your funds equally. And so I've got a bit of a campaign going in my Herald column, actually, yeah. and, and naming the providers. Yeah, you should naming the providers that let you do that and the ones that don't. ANZ, the biggest KiwiSaver provider of all, currently doesn't let you. Although I had somebody write to me this week and said, "Well, we're with ANZ, and we did." And then ANZ came back and said, "Well, sometimes we do let people, but for the most part, they don't." Um, it's not. It's not good what quite a few of the providers are doing on that front. But that's that's a bit of a side issue here. Um, the Commission's also to call, calling for an advisory body on Māori issues because the numbers are not good for Māori, so they want to specifically look at what's going on there. But then basically we're also looking at raising people's savings while they're still working because that's the way to help people in retirement in the future, get their savings up now. And one of the recommendations that, that the Commission made was during parental leave to remove the contribution retirement. 
So they're saying if you're on parental leave... Sorry, the contribution requirement. Re- sorry, I should say the requirement yeah. in order to get the government money. Yeah. You know, currently you've got to put a dollar in for every 50 cents you get from the government. And they're, they're calling for removing that while you're on parental leave. So you don't have to put anything in and the government will still continue mm-hmm. to put their money in. And they want to encourage employers to do the same thing to continue their contribution. That would do something um, about the gender. I, yes. I you didn't give us a split of the men and women, did you? But um, No, I haven't got it for that data. But we do know um, that women retire with less. Yes, yeah, they do. And um, for, you know, all kinds of reasons, um, lower pay. And, and But one of the big reasons is that quite a lot of them take some time out of the workforce to look after children, etc. Um, and so that's what the commission is addressing there. And I think that would be a really good idea to try and help this gender imbalance along. That's not to say there aren't some men taking time out of work to look after children, but the majority are still women doing that. So, But then there's one other. I've got a little pet change I want to see in KiwiSaver. Yeah. And that is for beneficiaries to get KiwiSaver contributions mm. paid by the government. So you're on a benefit. The people most likely to be finishing at 65 with nothing in yes. the tank, probably. There's certainly, there's got to be a strong correlation between people who spent some time on a benefit and people who end up mm. in retirement with, with very little savings. And I was actually talking to someone at lunch about this today, and he said, I would rather just give them a higher benefit now. But I, I said, no, no, that's not what this is about. The point is, it would have to be over and above the current benefit. Mm. We're not taking money out of beneficiaries' pockets. We're giving some extra to them in KiwiSaver. So we're signing them up for KiwiSaver if they're not already in it, although most people these days are already in it. They were, you know, um, enrolled, auto-enrolled when they got a job at some point in their lives. And a lot of beneficiaries are probably in but not contributing. But either way, get them in if they're not in. Put them in a default scheme, which because they're not too bad these days. They're low fees and they're balanced funds, and um, give give the government gives them extra money that goes straight into their KiwiSaver account. And the point is, I reckon it's a psychological thing as much as anything else. It gives them a stake in their future. It gives them something, you know, okay, they're struggling to put food on the table for their children. And I know some people will say to me, well, they need it now more than they need it later. But I think it's psychological as well. I think if people know that they are building up some money for their retirement, that that makes them feel more part of the New Zealand scene. You know, it helps to to battle against the growing inequality of people. And it wouldn't cost that much. Back in 2019, when I was actually working with the commission and we Mm. were coming up with recommendations, then we made this recommendation then. And um, it would would cost $382 per year per person, which is not a heck of a lot. Um, and a total of 114 million. It's not, when you look at government budgets. And I just think it's... Um, as I say, helping the people feel like it's not just all about their meal tomorrow, but also about their future, that there's something being built up there that gives them something to kind of Mm. aim at for the long term. Now, the government has responded to, to the 2019 recommendation about this and said, no, look, we're looking at a whole new way of doing welfare, and so we don't want to look at this at the moment. But I just hope they 
could include it for psychological reasons. I, I just think that gets ignored a bit in, the, in just looking at the finances. That's a great idea. Um, can, yeah. One thing that occurs to me is um, you can get your KiwiSaver out on the grounds of hardship, so you, you might want to lock that money in in some way. Yes. Right, because almost by definition, the people who'd be receiving that money while on a benefit point. would probably under the, be under the conditions that would allow yes. them to withdraw it. Yeah, that's that's quite possibly true, although they, there are various allowances for them. But you, you're probably right. And so, yes, maybe we do lock it in until, um, you know, they get off the benefit or, mm. or something. I mean, yeah, we'll a, yeah, that is a good point. Okay, something but, to think about, yeah, but um, yeah. certainly not a reason to count it out. That's, no. Uh, yeah, good idea. And uh, my, what I would also like to see would be to extend it to prisoners. And mm. and I know that there'd be quite a lot of listeners out there who would say, no, we're already spending a lot of money on prisoners, and we are taxpayers. It costs over 100000 a year, I think it is, isn't it, mm. for every prisoner. Um, that's a whole other issue. About, but... I just think the same argument applies, that if they feel a little bit more like they're part of the mainstream and that they've got something there for their future to, yeah. to look forward to, that it could make a difference to their whole kind of attitude. Just help help them feel yeah. part of the mainstream. Yeah. Um, you'd have to look at the numbers, but you can't help thinking that it's either money you'll spend now or money you'll spend later. Yes, that's absolutely right. I mean, for one thing, when, when you're in retirement, if you are living on only super, you can get it a um, accommodation allowance mm. and there's various other allowances and this could reduce those numbers theoretically yeah, yeah if so invested over a course of 20 or 30 yeah. years yeah yeah thank you it's a pleasure jesse hey have a lovely holiday see you next year sure, thank you for a wonderful year mary thanks i appreciate it yeah. thank you bye mary holm has been in every couple of weeks on a thursday afternoon this year and uh, for the last few years actually uh, made a big difference for a lot of people